Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, digital radio and streaming on 3cr.org.au. My name is Susie and today Kaylin and I will be chatting to Craig Maloney about borderline personality disorder and dialectical behaviour therapy, which is often used to assist people with this condition. As this subject could trigger emotional difficulties for some people, we would like to provide the number of Lifeline 131114 should this service be needed to provide emergency support. I'm so pleased that we've been able to get Craig Maloney to come and chat to us today. To say that Craig has extensive experience in mental health care would be an understatement. Over more than 30 years, Craig has progressed from being a psychiatric nurse, an educator, a manager, to taking on many very senior management roles in the field. Craig has worked in every clinical setting and non-clinical setting. He has won awards too numerous to detail here and developed programs including bushfire recovery following the Black Sad Day fires, programs for adolescents, and he was clinical and operations director of Headspace Knox. In fact, he was the agent who developed the program. Last time I checked, Craig had two master's degrees. Craig currently juggles a few roles, including his private practice, Craig Maloney Consulting Services and Autumn Grove Wellbeing. I have to let it slip here that I've actually worked with Craig on more than one occasion. He was my supervisor during a clinical placement. He was really valued by patients and staff alike, so I hope our listeners enjoy hearing what Craig can tell us about these, this therapy and this condition. Hello, Craig, and welcome to Brainwaves. Hi, Susie, and thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, good. Yeah. Hi, Craig. Um, I guess we could start off by asking, um, is there anything that our listeners should know about you? Um, no, other than I am a, <laughs> I'm a credentialed mental health nurse yeah. that works in private practice um, and life coach and act and DBT therapist. And I am someone that when I work with a client with borderline personality disorder, I do whatever needs to be done so that they have a, a life that's worth living. So on with that, I guess, now as a practitioner who has enormous experience dealing with uh, borderline personality disorder, can you explain exactly what the condition is? All right, so what I thought I'd do there, so there the, there seems to be always some confusion around what a borderline personality disorder is. Anyone that sort of presents with a a, a chronic or, or or dysthymic, which dysthymic means constantly low mood and sense of self-image, um, 
people label as having a borderline personality disorder. But the DSM-5 and the the DSM-5 is what's called the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, version 5, and it was um, revised in June 2011, um, is really clear around what makes a... um, a personality sort of so the DSM five is what's called a multi-actual system. So we have clinical so axis one is clinical disorders like mental disorders mm-hmm. and then there's axis two disorders and their personality disorders and then there's axis three disorders which substance use disorders and um spectrum related disorders and then there's access four disorders which are psychosocial disorders so when people hear the fact oh this person's got a personality disorder of which there are 11, 11 types of personality disorder and borderline's just one of them wow. yeah. um people think oh my god they're they're really sick people but it's actually if if people get the positive support for having borderline personality disorder, they actually have a life worth living. And dissociative symptoms where they actually have it like a, a describe an out out of body experience. Mm-hmm. How do they present? <coughs> Often they uh, that well they, they fear rejection. They um, either like not like. You could be. Uh, look, I, I've had, worked with clients where, you know, I've had come, I've gone into the you know into see them and they've said, oh, Craig, you know, thank God if you weren't here, I'd be dead, and you know, you are the most amazing human being on earth, and you are making me so well. And then I set a few limits on them, and then the next day they hate me, Craig, you're the worst person in the world. Mm. Mm. Um, and I and I've learned over the years not to take anything personally. Mm. It's just a disorder. Mm. Yeah. What sort of people, I guess, develop this condition? Okay, so look, there, there, there is theory that, uh, well, the theory is that there is attachment issues, mm-hmm. that the child didn't attach to a positive adult role model, generally mum, um, growing up, and they actually had, their, their, their skills weren't acquired. Um, certainly trauma, they may have become from in a very abusive environment or been abused. Um, or this, or now we're actually finding that the hard wiring of the limbic system, um, which is in the amygdala, and the amygdala is the part of the brain that actually controls our emotional control centre, and that's exactly what it is. It's the emotional control centre, and it's just it's just out of whack. Mm. So what we need to do is is teach people that have that are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I'm one of these people, because people are very quick to say, oh, they're just, they're they're PDs. And I say, what you mean is this person is someone that's been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Mm. Because when you use the term PD, then to me, that conjures up that, you know, know, you're a really bad person, I don't want to go near you. What's PD exactly then? Personality disorder. Okay, yeah, all right. Mm. You know, where at least I I find it far more recovery-focused to say Mm. this person has been diagnosed with with borderline personality disorder. And borderline personality disorder has a lot of stigma already. I mean, you don't want to add to that at all, so... Yeah. And, and most of them feel disliked. Oh, absolutely. That's a, I've got a few friends and they've, they've said the exact same thing to me, like the amount of 
um, stereotypes that occur surrounding borderline personality and disorder is is quite big. So we need to dispel the myth. I think you know that's the same with any any mental disorder. If you if you know if you've got a, a depression or anxiety, then that's a bit more well accepted mm. than having a a personality disorder. But most people with a personality disorder also have depression and anxiety yeah. because. That's the, the, the Axis One disorder because their lives are miserable. Yeah. And they feel miserable about themselves. Mm. So the whole idea is to actually make them start feeling good about themselves and and actually wanting to have a life that's worth living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which really everyone deserves. So, yeah. Um, what signs and symptoms, I guess, um, or perhaps problems, um, would you say are associated with borderline personality disorder? Mm. Well, I think it sort of just sort of covered a bit of that, and that is that, you know, they they self they self harm, yeah. they put themselves at risk, they um, swing from being happy to being really miserable and want to die. Mm. Um, you can be their best friend one minute, and then they, you can be the worst person the next minute. Um, they fear that you're going to abandon them, so. That fear of rejection means that they might do things or or believe things that really go against their own value system to keep you engaged in their lives. Mm. Um, and they, they actually have this really poor distress tolerance and a really bad poor form of interpersonal effectiveness. So when you say poor distress tolerance, can you give an example? Yeah, so so when they're when they're at their their emotions become so intense hmm. that they feel they want to harm themselves or yes. they want to die. Yeah. Returning to baseline is difficult. Yes. Hmm. Where for us people that don't have a borderline personality disorder, we can return to our what we call our, our, our regular baseline of emotion quite easily. Yes, okay. Right? But they find it very hard to get to that level of... Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Now, look, Craig, I understand that dialectical behaviour therapy, if I pronounce that right... That's right. Um, ...is one of the treatments that is used and that you use with your clients. Can you tell us what this treatment entails? Sure. So, look... Dialectical behaviour therapy was basically um, a, a form of therapy that was in, oh, not, 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 I suppose not invented, it was not invented, it was developed, developed yeah. by Dr. Marsha Linehan for many, many years of studying people that, that presented with all these behaviours. And so she actually put it all together and basically made a, a therapy because the 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 components of D, DBT, okay, are basically that it's divided into four parts for treatment delivery, okay. So the the first part is individual psychotherapy, right? There's which is is so important. And you mean like one to one? That's yeah. right. Okay. And then there's DBT, DBT skills training, which generally occurs in a group situation, mm-hmm. and it and it has four modules and goes over a generally a twelve month p- 
period weekly. So it's a very intensive program, mm. which is why it's got it's got such good outcomes. And is it being part of the group that um, and socialising in that way that helps? Well, the group provides the education and the skills training, and then you go out and use it and in the individual therapy you do things like a behavior chain analysis and look at how you utilize that that skill that you learned that that week in group mm, so it's important to have the two well you, you can't have you yeah. can't if you're not in d if you're not in both you're not in a dbt program okay yeah okay um and the other part is in the moment phone coaching mm-hmm. okay and and then there's the DBT consultation team for therapists. So that's one of the most important things. As a DBT therapist, if you're not in a, a consultation team, then really you're not you're not a, you're not providing DBT therapy. Mm. And that's where the team of DBT therapists all come together yes. and actually look at a certain way of how we work with these people, mm. um, and we sort of coach each other through it. Mm. Okay. Okay. So. The, the D in DBT basically stands for dialectical. Do you know what that means? Speech, isn't it? Or, uh, to do with um, your brain and speech. Well, no, a dialectic is basically a synthesis or integration of opposites. All right. So if someone's mm. dialectically opposed, then generally they're opposites. So it's, it's a synthesis or integration of opposites. In DBT... Dialectical strategies help both the therapist and the client get unstuck from extreme positions, okay? And what we need to do is you actually need to take the dialectical path because that path is right. Neither path is wrong, Mm. okay? Okay, so DBT helps by bringing together two opposing... um, things that are going on in your brain, I That's guess. That's right. Mm. And then the B stands for behavioural, okay? And the, the DBT requires a behavioural approach because this means that we actually assess the situations and target behaviours that are relevant to our client's goals in order to figure out how to solve the problems in mm. their lives. Mm. Okay, and at the end of the day, you need to actually do what works. Mm. Okay, and then what we do is we learn how to pull apart and rebuild behaviours to help clients achieve their goals. Okay, in our chain analysis and coaching and support. Yes, yeah. So it sounds like a rather an intense um program overall like there would have to be a lot of commitment from the client yes Mm. and the science behind dbt is that it's evidence-based therapy Mm. and there's been lots of evidence that this therapy actually does work for people Mm. with dbt and the core assumptions of dbt makes a number of assumptions that underlie that all components of the treatment okay and these assumptions allow dbt therapists to see clients at the best possible light and learn about these assumptions and why they are so important mm. to them. Yeah, and something that I'd heard, and I'm sure you can elucidate on this, is that people who suffer from borderline personality disorder often had a very great trauma um, in their childhood, um, and it's possibly been a, 
a mechanism they've developed in order to survive as a coping strategy. Yes, <coughs> and or they've or they've not or they've not learned a skill. Yes, to deal with it. Mm. You know, mm. so when you think you've got a really traumatized brain, mm. and then whilst we might be able to learn to, you know, we learn to self-soothe. Yes, they've no longer have the ability mm. to probably self-soothe. Other yeah. than to put themselves hurt themselves. Yes, it's very so sad. So one of the yeah. one of the skills mm. in the group is so that the the four areas of the group skills training, right, is and the, where they're divided up into four modules, is the first you know is basically you know there's interpersonal effectiveness or, or actually firstly we do mindfulness, and mindfulness basically that. And ACT, um, basically... Uh, ACT is Acceptance Commitment Therapy, therapy yeah. which I know we're going to talk about a bit later as well. Um, it's basically, they're both mindfulness-based therapies. Mm. And that means being in the moment. Yes. That's mm. all it means. You know, there's lots of things mm. about, you know, mindfulness is all about meditating and mm. hum. Yes. <laughs> but it's not. It's actually being fully engaged in the present moment, mm. all right, mm. and ways in which a person with borderline personality disorder can actually be engaged in that moment. Mm. It sounds like something we could all use, actually. Yeah. All right. So then, and then there's a, a module on interpersonal effectiveness. Then there's a module on distress tolerance, mm. on ways of managing your distress. And then there's the fourth module is on e emotional regulation. Mm. And each week when you come to group, you're given... You're given Book, you know, worksheets to mm. complete and things to take home. Mm. And you're taught in a small mm. group situation to go away and practice this stuff. Mm. And then you come back to um, your individual therapist mm. to actually discuss how those things went. Yes. Mm. And, and, and what they need to do to make them work. All right. And the, one of the essence things is that, and what really attracted me to DBT was um, the fact that human beings, Marsha Linehan says human beings are fallible, all right? Yeah, we certainly are. Mm. You know, that, uh, mm. and, and it's about, I suppose, but being a DBT therapist is all about um, um, dancing. You've got to dance along with the, with the patient. <laughs> it's like being in sync with each other. Mm -hmm. Yes. Look, Craig, it's obviously a very um, intense subject and it's not possible to cover it in a period of 25 minutes here, but um, where could people go to get more information about both borderline personality disorder and dialectical behaviour therapy? Okay, uh, well, they can get onto the website and go to, to Behavioural Tech and that's Marsha Linehan's actual website, the, okay, the, the Google yeah. DBT. Yep. And find out lots of information, mm. and then of course there's the the Melbourne DBT Centre, yeah, in Murrumbina, and one out in Officer, and they're the only, um, and there's a couple of other non, um, you know, non-government providers of um, DBT. Yeah, and as you said, you you also. Um, look after clients with that condition. Is there? A, a, do you have any contact that you can give? Or um, well, I I, I formerly was um, a, a subcontractor at the Melbourne DBT Centre. All so, right, so that's yeah. where you work now. No, it's no. Not where I, work. I work now in private practice. Okay, so can they contact you there? Or they can. Yes. Um, by 
my email is craigmalcons at um, hotmail.com. But at this stage, I'm actually not running a DBT course. All right. Okay. So I, I am a bit, you know, um, but I certainly encourage anyone that has symptoms of DBT um, to actually get some help. Yes, that sounds... Because they've just got to remember that there's a life mm. worth living and people that are listening out there with DBT, there's hope. Yes. And all you've got to remember is there are people like me out there that want to help. Yeah, that's fantastic. From a non-judgmental stance. Um, if, uh, thank you, Craig Maloney, for your really valuable insights into um, that condition and the DBT treatment. Um, if this program has caused concern for any of our listeners, please be aware that there are organisations that can assist you. These include Lifeline on 13114 and Suicide Callback Service 1300 659 467. For more resources, you can contact the Wellways Helpline Monday to Friday from 9am till 9pm on 1300 500. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Brainwaves and we will be back as always next Wednesday at 5. Enjoy your evening, everyone. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.